life is rough. But starting your days with him, with G-O-D, the path will get just a little bit clearer. Welcome to Morning Devotional with Imani. Let's get started. All right, guys, I've been doing a lot of singing and I sang my whole self away for Jesus yesterday at, well, church, but I sang in the audience, but I sing in a group called Shielded Favor and our leader is Jacoby Doherty. And one thing that we do not slack on is giving God our praise. And sometimes it's through. Uh, Look, you can never say that we didn't bring the energy and that we didn't give God our all. And that's what we did. We'd be up there sweating and bucking and jumping, but for the glory of God. And as you can tell, um, my vocal cords was jumping too. But it's going to be okay because I'm also preparing for... Uh, Had is Burlesque, which is a show that I'm in. I'm in there, um, the house band, and that's also a very cool experience. You got to be well rounded. Um, and so, because I've been singing so much, that's why my voice sounds like this. But I will not, not make the podcast. I think it gives it a little smoky flavor. So, we're just gonna be real smoky today. All right, so today's topic is the flip side to forgiveness. Now, this was a topic that I thought of when I was at the Mississippi State Cluster, uh, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. They had a panel. And at the panel, there were mental health professionals. And there was also a preacher who was a mental health professional. And that was something that I thought was different because in the African-American community, Taking care of your mental health is not really something that's stressed because what is stressed is being a superwoman or being a superman and bottling up all the things that are inside of you and just keep it trucking. Turn the other cheek. Let's keep it going. But the more you do that, the more you will literally your insides will crumble. It will affect your physical state. With all the stress and all of the hurt, it can actually hurt you physically. But I went up to the panel and I asked them, what do you do when you've been going through challenges and times where you've been struggling with your mental health, but you just didn't know it? You were acting out and pushing people away and ostracizing yourself because of what you thought people were thinking of you while you were going through this because mental mental health issues and especially anxiety and depression which is what I suffer from there's a lot of internal evaluation <clears throat> and not much external um like outsourcing of opinions because it's like oh well if I do this then maybe they're thinking that or whatever however your mind works at least that's how mine does so I asked them I said What do you do when while you were going through what you were going through before you went to see a mental health professional, you were acting out, you were being mean, you were literally damaging bridges and and relationships and sometimes setting them things aflame. But it was because you didn't know how to handle what was going on inside of you. And in turn, you you literally turned the flame from the inside to the outside and torched every single relationship that you possibly had. What do you do? How 
do you talk to those people to get them to understand what you were going through now that you know better? And they said, first, you have to forgive yourself. And second, you just have to have the conversation and accept it for whatever it is. Tell them your truth. Now, there are some things that you can do to people that are so detrimental to the relationship you have. They might accept your apology, but they might not be able to accept you back into their life. And that's okay. Because with action comes equal and opposite reaction. And if you hurt people, you have to respect the fact that they want to heal on their own. And after they've healed, they don't want you in their lives anymore. That's a possibility. It can happen. So that's why this one is called the flip side to forgiveness. What do you do when you are the one who needs to be forgiven? When you've done some things and you've damaged some relationships. And let me let me make this clear. Some things that you do. They're mean. They might be disrespectful. But sometimes. They don't damage the relationship. Sometimes the relationship that you already had with that person was already fragile. You can probably tell because they might not have been supportive and um, maybe they weren't uh, very open to what you were going through and trying to help you through that. So some of these relationships were already on the rocks. And then when you started to act out, it was like, okay, great. This is my reason to drop her or drop him as a friend because it's just too extra. But for those of for those people who who love you dearly and have remained in your life even when you were acting a fool, I think this is the one for you. This is the one for those difficult conversations that you're gonna have to have. Uh, the scripture today is First John chapter two, verse one through two, and this is the King James version. Well, I think I have another scripture down here. Nah, this is the one. It says. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation, I think I said that right, for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And I looked up what propitiation means, and it means atonement. So God has already stood in the gap or anything that you ever could do that is wrong or that would wrong your brother or your sister. And because of that, everything is forgiven once you ask for forgiveness. And I think a lot of times for those of us who do suffer with anxiety and depression and who have been um, uh, really a detriment to our own relationships, it's hardest first for us to forgive ourselves because it's like, how could I have done that to someone who I hurt? How could I have been such a loving person, but then turned around and done this? But you may regret what happens in the past, but through forgiveness, you can look for an incredible future. There's an article that was by uh, Catherine Albig on activechristianity.org, and it was giving the four steps to putting the past behind you. Um... You know, God has promised us a new life to anyone who believes in Jesus. And sometimes that new life can really start over day by day. You get a brand new set of mercies every 24 hours. 
Isn't that great? That renewing mercy and renewing grace and renewing favor, unmerited favor, comes to us every single day. But I think sometimes we latch on to the wrong that we do and we put ourselves into our own hell because of the things that we have done to them. So step one that Catherine says is confessing, repenting, and asking for forgiveness. This is normally the hardest step because for those of us who are prideful, (laughs) and I say us because I mean me too, I try my best to treat people well and be in, 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 uh, I'm a very strong proponent for open and honest lines of communication. But then there's also the part where you have to grow and you have to learn and you have to grow up through some of these situations. And sometimes the things that you have done while you were younger and you thought you were grown were really childish. And it's the part where you have to step back and say, you know what? I did wrong here and I am sorry. Well, not sorry. I apologize for the way that I treated you. But sometimes even just letting those words like ooze out of our mouth is a problem because we want to be right so bad. Even when you're the one who created the mess, sometimes you still try to find that little ounce of um, redemption. Well, they weren't receptive to what I had to say anyway. Well, they didn't have to be because you were acting a fool. Own your crap Take responsibility for what you brought into the situation. You got to repent. You got to repent to the Lord first. God, I'm sorry. God, I apologize. God, I shouldn't have done that to your child. See, ah, wait a second. Sometimes we feel like the only person we have to say sorry to is that person and it might be hard because of whatever went on in that relationship that you had but first and foremost you need to apologize to God for treating his child improperly you treated his creation with hatred or you you were disrespectful to something that he thought was wonderfully and perfectly made in his image Just shift your perspective for just a moment to think about the fact that you have disrespected God's creation. Oh, see, now, Imani, you're going too far. Imani, it was only, I only cussed them out a little bit. I ain't even need them in my life anyway. See, that's the thing, no. At the end of the day, everything you do has to go back to him. Own your responsibility to him. Yeah, he wrote it. Yeah, he knew you were going to do it. But it's still something about going back to your father. Saying, I apologize for the things that I've done. And I apologize for treating your child this way. Every person on this earth is a child of God. Now, whether they decide to walk in that, that's their decision. Because he gave us free will. But everything on this earth, God created and he said it was good and it's here. Now, we all have different roles to play. And let's just say, for the sake of just saying, that they were a bad person. Okay. 
But are you though? What about your actions? Do you want to be known as a bad person? Is your character being displayed in a negative light? Whenever you have these different conversations with people and different interactions with people, if both of y'all acting a fool, I can't tell who wrong and who right. Because both of y'all acting up. But if you maintain your character in those situations, even when the other person is wrong, even when it looks like the other person just keeps running their mouth about how this situation really was and you know the truth, let the Lord fight your battle, baby. Let the Lord fight your battle. Let the Lord speak for you. Let your actions speak for you. Let your character speak for you. And sometimes other people will speak for you because they know the character that you possess. And they will come to your defense. It might feel lonely, but they're there. So that was the first step. Confessing, repenting, and asking for forgiveness. You got to see past your your sins and realize that you need to change. And that's an internal thing. Because other people, especially the people that you have wronged, they're waiting for you to show outward change. And that might not happen in their time frame. And that is okay. But you got to make that inward change first. Figure out how to clean up your mess. And most times when you are projecting that, you got something going on. Hurt people hurt people. But the first thing you need to realize is that you are a hurt person. And that this is not your everyday reality. It doesn't have to be. You have to heal Because if you don't heal, you will end up hurting people. People who have hurt you. You'll get cut. And if you're not careful, you will end up bleeding on people who only wanted to hug you. You'll spread whatever it is that hurt. You You will spew it at them unintentionally. Because you haven't dealt with what's going on inside. You haven't gone to see a therapist. You can go and do that. Do whatever is best for you. Talking to a therapist has been so beneficial for me. And also, my first therapist was a lovely woman. But I'm in search for another therapist. And Dr. Jamie Williams is helping me do that. She is a therapist. Um, she is a Zeta. She came to the um, the clusters uh, panel about mental health. And I connected with her and I said, hey, I am looking for a therapist. And she said, all right, I will help you get connected with one. See, sometimes when we're seeking help, first you got to acknowledge that you need the help. But when you know you need it and you seek it, it's just, it's just the part where you have to go ask. Open your mouth. Make your requests known unto the Lord. He will fulfill them. But he's waiting for you to open your mouth. So there's a, there's a scripture that says, it's in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The next one says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew us a right spirit in me. That's Psalm 51, verse 10. And 
for this podcast, for the one today, the flip, the flip side of forgiveness. My purpose was to go through each of these four steps. But I feel like now that I want to dedicate one podcast to each of these four steps because this is important. This is, this is stuff. This is some good stuff. Because forgiveness and unforgiveness literally kills people. It has people taking situations that were not even that large and taking people's lives. Y'all, I don't know much about the Nipsey Hussle case. But I do know this, that there was a black man who cared about his community and cared about giving information and letting them know that they are loved and they are important and trying to get out information and trying to uplift his community and building something in his community. He didn't just own the store. He owned the building. He was such a source of knowledge and because of whatever, someone rode up to his store yesterday and shot that man six times. And now they have taken a father away. They have taken a companion away. They have taken a loved one away. They have taken a son away. They have taken a friend away. They have taken a mentor away because through his music, he was able to touch much, much more people than he ever was able to come in contact with. But I don't know what was going on. But there might have been some unforgiveness there. And we need to talk about that. So I'm just going to stop there. Today, we're going to stop on step one. Confessing, repenting, and asking for forgiveness. That's step one of Catherine Albig's four steps to putting the past behind you. And it's found on activechristianity.org. And I encourage you to go see the other steps. But step one is all we're going to get to today. So again, the over the overlapping scripture or the scripture that's going to be for all four of these steps is first John chapter two, verses one through two. And it reads, my little children, this is the King James Version, my little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man does sin. We have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the propitiation of our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So he's just saying, God doesn't want you to sin. He doesn't want you to do those bad things to the people that you love. But if you do, we have someone who's in the place who can forgive us of those sins and stand in the gap for us. Now, the song that's going to be the song for all four of these steps is Loving Me. By Jonathan Mary Reynolds. And the first verse says, I'm nowhere close to a perfect man. And it takes a supernatural love to even understand that beyond the walls, behind the mask and confident smile was a broken man trying to grow up and make life worth wild. And I know there were times that you probably shouldn't but I thank you for always loving me. And I know anyone else, they probably wouldn't. But I thank you for always loving me. When we're going through our storm, 
and we are literally hurling knives at the people who want to help us and love us. When the storm dies down, and I specifically remember when Hurricane Katrina came and hit Hattiesburg, there was so much damage going on. There's so much. There's so much going on outside of our house. And I don't know if you know anything about hurricanes, but there's a first part of the storm. And then after a couple hours, we were in the eye of the storm. We walked outside and it was a beautiful orange and pink color. There was destruction everywhere. It was so quiet and such a stark contrast from the damage that was happening before. But we walked outside and it was peaceful. There were no birds chirping. It was very surreal. But we looked at all that damage. And it was like, how are we gonna clean this up? How are we gonna move on from this? But then there was also the part that we had to remember the fact that the storm was not over. This was just the middle. This was just the eye of the storm. There was damage that had been done. And now we are looking at the damage and trying to figure out and process. But sometimes in your storm, it's not done. And sometimes there's more damage to come. But when the storm was over, And let me be clear, there are still places in Hattiesburg that are still recovering from a storm that happened. (laughs) What's 13 years ago? Still recovering. There are parts of this of the South. There are parts of New Orleans that will never be the same. But in your storm and while you're throwing away and you're, you're damaging these things. Sometimes it's hard to say, Lord, did you, do you, I'm, 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 I'm literally pushing away all the people that I have, but you still love me. You have unmerited favor and undying love for your children. And I like the part where it says, and I know that anyone else, they probably wouldn't, but I thank you for always loving me. So today, guys, that was the flip side of forgiveness. Step one. And we'll keep going through all of these four steps. By Friday, we'll have a conversation with my grand and somebody else about what this flip side of forgiveness looks like. So I hope you guys stay tuned. And also... If you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with depression, if you're going through a rough patch, please go seek counseling. There are um, counseling services available on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi. They're free for students. But then there's also a clinic that's run by um, the, uh, I can't remember the department, but it's of grad students. And their counseling services, are uh, the price is very low. If you need to speak with someone, a licensed professional, please go do that. Don't let the fact that you don't have insurance hinder you from getting the help that you need. 
seek help. Call me. I will look up some resources and try to put them out there so that everyone can get the help they need. Seek wise counsel. That is the word. There's nothing wrong with going to to see a therapist. You've got to do it, though, to start your healing. Some things you cannot just brush away. Some things you cannot just walk away. Some things you just cannot drink away. Some things you just cannot pray away by itself. You got to do the work. Yes, pray without seeking seeking, uh, or pray without uh, ceasing. That's what I mean. But faith without works is dead. And sometimes that work is going to see a therapist and that is okay. If no one else today tells you that, I am telling you that. God loves you and he wants you to seek help. So do it. Do it if your friends aren't watching. Do it if your friends are watching. Do it whether your family has something to say or not because you have to heal. You cannot be a successful part of God's body if you are hurting inside. You cannot work in the fullness of your capacity if you are hurting people because you are hurt. If you want to be in tip-top shape for this warfare, do what you need to do for you so that God can use you the way that he needs to. You are important, and so is your life, and so is your journey, and so is the gift that God gave you. So seek help. Talk to someone, because we need you. This is a battle, and you got to be ready for war. This was Morning Devotional with Imani. I'll talk to you again when God says, Imani, it's time to talk. Y'all have a good day.